It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter, at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball guru, NBA guru, Jay Smoove. You guys can find him on Twitter, at Smoove underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Smoove, here we go. NBA playing games. Going to go ahead and jump into, we're going to talk about the Wizards, but I also want to go ahead and want to talk about the playoff matchup that's already set between the Blazers and the Nuggets. Why don't we go ahead and start with the game that's going to end up here starting first, and that's going to be the Wizards. Uh, they're going to be on the road tomorrow. They're going to be playing Boston. Boston right now, uh, right around two, two and a half point favorites. I know you have some thoughts on this one. I have some thoughts on this one. So before we get into that Blazers-Nuggets game, let's talk a little bit about the Wizards. Now, we opened up last night with that particular game, and we were talking about the total. We were talking about the line. And you and I and, and Chris, we, we both kind of felt that maybe the line was a little bit too high that it was going to come down. And sure enough, as we were doing our podcast, that line came down. We looked again this morning. It's come down a little bit more. Total has now come down. I'm not sure if that changes your thought with anything, but how are you feeling right now about that Wizards game? With that line coming down, you know, since we, you know, did our, you know, podcast last night, I'm liking the Wizards, you know, with the points and on the money line after doing some more deep diving on, you know, on this team and just how, how much different they are, you know, over the last month and a half or two to close out the season. A lot of people have seen maybe uh, throughout, you know, uh, regular media outlets that, you know, the first, you know, 50 or 49 games or so, the Wizards were 17 and 32. But over this last stretch of uh, the last 23 games to close out the season, they're just not the same team. 23-game stretch, they closed out going 17-6 and six straight up and 17-5-1 and one against the spread. That's a 73% win percentage, just to kind of put it in perspective. And if you were to take you know that win percentage and, and average it out to a 72-game season, that would put them at right about 52 to 53 wins, which would be the know one of the best records in the league so that just uh shows you you know just how uh how well this team has been playing you know over the last month and a half or two and I think I have to credit a lot of that to uh Westbrook you know being healthy and being able to have that dynamic duo uh punch in the backcourt between him and Bradley Bill who finished up leading the league or uh, second leading the league in scoring uh, for the second straight year and then you also have to credit, you know, a guy like Daniel Gafford. He's not getting a lot of, you know, big-time starter minutes, but the minutes that he does get out there, he's really, you know, impactful on both ends with a plus 11 net rating. And, you know, with the Wizards, their last, you know, 13 road games in those last 23 games that they played, they have a, a, a point differential of plus 3.9, which is a 7.5 point uh, differential improvement of their, you know, minus 3.6 uh, point differential for the season. Like we said last night, I just think this is two teams heading in a different direction. They just haven't been beaten up on, you know, bad teams. You know, they've, you know, swept the Warriors uh, twice. They beat the Jazz at home. That ended their, you know, plus 20-game win streak. And against, you know, the top three favorites to win the title between the Lakers, Clippers, and Nets, uh, they're 5-2 and two straight up against those teams. So, I think the Wizards, uh, I think they win this game and, you know, lock up the seventh seed. And we're going to be looking at a first-round matchup of some fireworks between the Nets and, and Wizards with Westbrook and KD, Harden, and Bill. And, uh, you know, that storyline there is going to, you know, grab a lot of media attention. 
so let me ask you this move, and this probably is going to go into, you know, Boston as well. But when you take a look at the Wizards team and you take a look at all these teams across the NBA, but let's just focus on the Wizards for that matter. You know, there's a lot of injuries that occur. There's a lot of teams like, you know, flip-flopping lineups and this, that, and the other. Like, if you look at the Wizards right now, do you feel comfortable kind of knowing what they're going to do when they go into this particular game? You know, first half of the season or so, Scott Brooks was just throwing out all type of lineups just to kind of see, you know, what can work, what can give him the best combination of defense and offense. Guys were, you know, in and out of the lineup, hurt. Their season was shut down for a couple of weeks. They had a COVID outbreak throughout the team. And that's also been another big factor that's helped contribute to their success, a successful run lately, is that they've been able to have a, a solid, stable rotation of consistent, you know, guys that, you know, he can count on to be there in and out of the lineup on a night in, night out basis. So, yeah, I think, you know, uh, Scott Brooks has done enough tinkering and tampering with the lineup so he knows what he can throw out there that gives him uh, the best chance to win. So I think you'll see that in this Celtic game. I think that's one of the reasons why the Wizards have been so good, you know, probably over the last month is the fact that, you know, they know what they got. They know who they have. They know what they can do. This Celtics team is is like the complete opposite. You know, we could keep pointing the finger at, you know, Jalen Brown and that particular injury. But this Boston team, you know, they, they, they went through, they traded players away. I think that hurt them uh, more than anything, to believe it or not. You know, the fact that it was like, well, now we got to get these new guys in here and stuff like that. But now you have injuries on top of that. You know, Smart wasn't exactly the healthiest. Kemba missed some time. Uh, you had, you know, w- uh, Williams, the, the center. Uh, he's still banged up. Like, I feel like Boston is probably one of the teams where, you know, they just don't know who they are right now. They don't have any type of identity. And even though they're playing at home and they are favored, you know, I want to trust a team who, you know, the two best players are playing really well and the coach knows what is going to, you know, go down during a particular game. And I know Stevens is a good is a good coach. I mean, obviously he, he's, you know, been with that team for, you know, for a number of years, but I don't want a coach that has to scramble. And I feel like somebody like Westbrook and somebody like Beal, they, they're going to make you scramble. They're going to make the good team scramble. And that's kind of the way I feel with Boston is that, you know, in this particular game, they're going to be scrambling to try to figure it out. And it's not that it could be, you know, a little bit too little too late because I think the, you know, the Wizards defense allows you to go ahead and either, you know, get a leader or, you know, creep back into a game. But why don't you talk about Boston and just kind of like the makeup of that team right now? You feel like I'm tracking a little bit like they're just maybe searching for an identity Maybe they're just scrambling too much and maybe they're just up against it, you know, with Jalen Brown out right now. Like they just seem like they're just a team that's a complete mess to me. And I think the results over the last, you know, two weeks of the season, you know, I mean, they, it kind of makes my case for me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, they kind of they kind of remind me of uh, them being in the same situation as the Wizards, but the Celtics, unfortunately, just wasn't able to get it all clicking, you know, the way that the Wizards have. Um, you know, with guys, you know, in and out of the lineup. They also, you know, had a COVID outbreak with their team. You know, Jason Tatum, not too long ago, you know, spoke out about how, you know, he still feels some effects from COVID and it's changed up his breathing and things like that. And certain things going on with his body that wasn't going on before he had COVID. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, Kimball Walker, you know, pretty much all their star players has missed time. You know, he, you know, Walker, he didn't play a lot you know, in the beginning of the season, and then Tatum went down, and now Jalen Brown's down. 
They also gave up a key piece from last year in Gordon Hayward, and they didn't really get, you know, a, a replacement for him. So they had to try to scramble and find somebody late. They was able to find Evan Fournier, but not too sure how much of an impact he'll have, you know, lately. You know, he is a good player, and he's had some good games for them recently. But, you know, now it's going to be where you want your players to be as comfortable as they can be, you know, with the type of system and type of style that they play. And he just hasn't been there long enough to develop that, you know, with those guys. So, yeah, I think uh, Celtics are just in a kind of a bad spot right here, going up against, you know, one of the hottest teams in the league with the Wizards. So. I think they're in a in a, in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think you know another thing too that uh, the Tice move um, didn't help them at all. And I think you know maybe I've, I always felt like Smart was like a great six man. Like he was just good for that particular team. You know, coming off of the bench. You know, the time when he did come off the bench, I felt like you know that that was kind of the better Boston team. Obviously, with Jalen Brown out there, I mean, obviously they're going to be so much better. But yeah, man, right now. This uh, these two teams, like you said, are going in two different directions, and I, there, there's I don't want any part of Boston. I I just simply just don't want any part of them. So I'm with you, smooth. I'll go ahead and I'll play uh I'll play the Wizards there. So why don't we go ahead and talk about uh, a series that you and I did a little bit of work on here with the Portland Trailblazers and the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are going to open up here at home, uh, short favorite here, right around minus two. Uh, I didn't see a total on this one. Did you happen to see a total on this game, smooth? Yeah, right now, Sleepy, I'm seeing the the total right now set at 228 in the Game Center on pregame.com. All right, so we got 228 and we got the Nuggets at minus two. Uh, Smooth, I I like the Blazers not only in probably game one, but I do like them for this series. Let me give you a couple key points of, you know, why I like the Blazers in this one. Right now, they're they're just simply a hot team. I think that they might be one of the hottest teams in the league. And clearly they're playing their best basketball right now. They've won 10 out of their last, like, 12 games. Uh, eight of those games were actually on the road. And when I get a team that, you know, that, that can win on the road and, and win impressively, um, that not only tells me that they kind of have it together, but that they really have it together and that they're playing their best basketball. And that's a team that I want to back. I don't want to step in front of this Blazers train, not with somebody like Damon, not with somebody like McCollum, but I really think, one of the key pieces is Norm Powell. I think that that's been a big help. And I think Nurkic. Nurkic is healthy right now. Um, he's been rebounding the ball really well. Uh, he has more double-digit rebound games probably like over his last 10 or 12 games than he does like all season. Um, I mean, he might have had like, oh, I'm just taking a wild guess from the stats I looked at, maybe like five, six, or seven double-digit rebounding games. But he has like eight out of like the last 12. So, Clearly, he's playing at a much higher level. I don't know necessarily what you've seen with this Blazers team, you know, over this nice hot run that they've been on. But it feels like they're the complete opposite of like a Boston. They go get a a player in Powell, insert him into the lineup. Dame's playing well. I don't know if you agree with me that Nurkic is healthy right now. But this Blazers team seems like trouble. So, you know, what are you seeing from them right now? How do you feel about them health-wise? How do you feel about them? Uh, cohesion-wise, what do you think that they're going to do, you know, in the series outside of game one? I agree with you here in this spot as well. You know, Blazers getting healthy and playing their best basketball at the right time of year. They've tend to do this the, the last couple of seasons as well. The addition of uh, picking up Norman Powell has been, uh, you know, really good for them as well. And also you got to throw in the factor of, you know, Jamal Murray, you know, being out 
for the Nuggets. And I think this is where it's going to show up and hurt the most in the playoffs. And yeah, they've played well, you know, since he's been down, you know, the last 23 games and uh, Jokic has been playing more point center, which he definitely has the skill set to do that. But even with him playing well, it just hasn't been to the same level as when Jamal Murray was in the lineup. Um, just looking at some some stats over their last, you know, 23 home games with they, with either they had, you know, Jamal Murray out of the lineup or he was in the lineup, you know, hurt and not, you know, at his full potential because of his health. They're three points worse compared to their overall season point differential of six and a half points at home. And since the Blazers over that same span of their last 23 games of adding, you know, and playing with Norman Powell, they're two points better on the defensive end and two points better on the offensive end. So I see that as uh, about a seven point swing in favor of the Blazers. And, you know, just looking at the series prices, you know, overall for the series and the line on the first game, um, I don't think that's been a factor too much into this series, into this matchup. So I think the Blazers are uh, are a big bet to make in the first game of the series and taking them with the series price as well. You know what worries me about about Denver is the fact that, yeah, Jokic is going to have the ball. And, look, he's he's playing at MVP level, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't like the fact that, that I have a, a healthy Nurkic playing at his high level and Jokic is going to end up, you know, more than likely probably being out of the paint um, more than I would like to see, you know, if, if I wanted to back, you know, if I wanted to back Denver. I noticed as I was looking through some stats too, the Nuggets rebounding hasn't been exactly the greatest, I think, since Murray's been out and, you know, Jokic has kind of taken over. Um, they dropped like one rebound a game. That's not anything to be super alarmed about. But there's a lot of little things I think that happen and, and rebounding could be one of them. You know, the Blazers are, you know, the number one team right now in the league, you know, with not turning the basketball over. And if you go through and you look at, you know, what they've done, like over this hot run, they're just not turning the ball over. And they're out rebounding teams uh, left and right. As I mentioned, like Nurk just really stepped up and played well. Not only do I like the fact that the Blazers are playing well, I think they have the most important player on the floor, which is Dame Lillard. But look, if they can win the steals, if they can win the rebounds, Jokic is, is a player who, at times, he can turn the ball over quite a bit. Now, he hasn't done that against the Blazers, and I don't know why. Um, you would think with somebody like McCollum out there and Lillard out there that they would create a lot of steals against a guy like that. And that even goes back to some of the games with Murray out. I was hoping I found, you know, that Nurkic turned the ball over a lot against that team, but uh, that simply isn't the case. But I do believe that there are a little, you know, the little factors, you know, the little things that, that show up in the box score. Um, that eventually you point and say, you know what, uh, they turned the ball over 13 times, Portland only, you know, turned it over five. You know, they out-rebounded them by eight, you know, shot more threes because obviously, you know, the, the Blazers are going to be far superior three-point shooting team. But here's my only concern when it comes to the Blazers smooth, and I, I kind of want you to touch on this one, and it's the bench depth for the Blazers. I know they got Melo coming off of the bench, but if you go through – and you look at who they have coming on the bench and the amount of minutes that they play. I feel like one of the reasons why the Blazers were so tired last year is they just didn't have depth. And that was something that we talked about last year. And it seems to be that that's the same case this year. So I have a feeling like the longer the series goes, probably 
it's going to hurt the Blazers in the long run if they get through this series. I'm not necessarily sure what you think about, you know, the the, the bench depth of the Blazers and, and how that could hurt them. But I do think that that shows up uh, at some point. And I think the Blazers might try to go out and just get this series over as quick as possible uh, because they know that they do have a little bit of a deficiency there. How are you feeling about that Blazers bench, you know, overall when you just take a look? Um, for this matchup with the Nuggets, that's not too much of a concern for me. Just for the simple fact that, you know, in the playoffs, a team's rotations tend to shrink anyway. So um, if the Blazers were playing anywhere from maybe nine to ten guys consistently, that can shrink to somewhere between eight, you know, in certain cases maybe seven. And when you look at the Nuggets uh, bench, I think they're also compromised as well, you know, with Jamal Murray out and, you know, these two teams, you know, they matched up in the semifinals a couple of years ago, and that's when the Blazers got to the uh, Western Conference Finals, you know, winning the Game 7 in Denver. And the backcourt was uh, completely different then than it is now with uh, Jamal Murray and a uh, Gary Harris. Uh, now they'll be going up against a backup of uh, a Composo from the Euro League, and uh, I'm not even sure who's starting at the two for the Nuggets, but that's a complete, you know, advantage to, you know, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And if you want to throw in the third guard rotation, um, you can throw in um, Norman Powell, uh, CJ McCollum and Dame Lillard against any three guard rotation that the Nuggets can throw out there. And you have a guy like uh, Carmelo Anthony coming off of the bench. Um, he can give you, you know, you know, good minutes. I think he's better than any player the Nuggets can bring off the bench. So, um, in order for the Nuggets to have a chance in this series, you know, somebody out of that backcourt will have to, you know, step up and play, you know, uh, play out of this world to try to compete with somebody like Dame Lillard, who's one of the three to five best point guards in the league. And, you know, they also have, you know, guys healthy like a, a Nurkic as well as Cantor and um, a CJ McCollum, Norman Powell. I think they just, I think the Nuggets are just a little bit overmatched for this matchup. But moving forward, you know, you know, past the first round, I think that could be something that could, uh, you know, be a negative against the Blazers, but not for this one. So let's let's do the reverse here, Smooth. Let's let's because we made a really solid case for the Blazers, and you can bet them right now. You know, series price like minus one hundred five on Fanduel, minus one hundred seven. I'm guessing you probably feel really good about that. The more that we talk about this, why don't we make a case for the Nuggets because they are the favorite. So if you, let's say me and you, we didn't, you know, we, we're not on the Blazers. Let's say we're not on the Blazers. Like, what's our case for the Nuggets? Does Jokic have to go out there and have an MVP game every single game? Does Porter have to go out there and score a ton of points and Aaron Gordon show up and be, you know, this guy that everybody thought that they would be? Do we have to, you know, do the Blazers have to incur some type of an injury to, you know, one of their big men or maybe to Lillard or, or McCollum? It feels to me like we're asking the like like the Nuggets guys to just step up and have these A games and just unfortunate things to happen to the Blazers. Like, I don't know what the handicap is, you know, for the Nuggets to win this series. Like, in your eyes, like, what is it? Is it home court? Is it nobody can stop Jokic? Like, they just have no they have no answer for him? Like, like what would it take for, for the Nuggets to go ahead and get past the Blazers the way they're playing right now? Yeah, I think it would take just, like, a major – collapse you know from the Blazers for the Nuggets to have a shot here you know you know this time of year 
you know, with your, you know, main players, key guys, you want to have those guys healthy and in a lineup. And um, with them just not having Jamal Murray, I just think it's a real, uh, a real bad negative against them, especially if you're, you're going up against a team that has one of the game's elite point guards in the, in the Damian Lillard. I just don't see how they can match up, you know, in the backcourt and, you know, as, putting more on Jokic um, after seeing, you know, what he's done, you know, through, the regular season and more than likely going to end up being the league's MVP. I'm just not so sure how much more you can ask of him or put much more on his plate than what he's already taken on. So, um, you know, like we, like I mentioned before, I just think that it'll have to take a, a major collapse from the Blazers and, you know, somebody out of that backcourt for the Nuggets just to step up and just have, you know, the, the series of his lifetime, whether that's a Composo or a Monte Morris or, you know, the recent pick about Austin Rivers. And, you know, I think the chances of that are slim to none when you're going up against somebody like uh, Lillard and McCullum. So um, I, I just find it kind of hard to make a case for the Nuggets to to have a shot to, to win this series. So let me ask you this question because this is going to be one of those kind of crystal ball kind of things. But let's just say Jamal Murray was in the lineup and let's say the Nuggets were healthy. What do you think this line would be, series line? Let's just say that this is the same matchup, Murray's in there. Would the Nuggets be a massive favorite right now over this Blazers team or no? Uh, with them healthy, I would make them a a four, four-and-a-half-point favorite and a slight favorite to win the series with Jamal Murray in the lineup considering you know everything else that they have um, that the Nuggets can throw at them. But I just think that you know just how much – that's just how much of an impact that Jamal Murray has. We've seen what Michael Porter was able, you know, was able to be, you know, since he's been out of the lineup. And when you add in a, a healthy Jamal Murray with the emergence of a, a Michael Porter Jr. and uh, you know the MVP most likely in Nikola Jokic and the recent addition of Aaron Gordon, you know, we kind of saw how that team was unfolding. You know, once they traded for Aaron Gordon and they was looking like a like a favorite, you know, to win the West and have a shot at uh, competing in the finals, you know, but, you know, you know, things changed uh, once Murray went out, you know, they went from being, you know, six and a half points better than anybody on their home court to, you know, three points worse over the last 23 games without him. So, you know, that just speaks to Jamal Murray's impact right there. So they still been beating teams at home, but not nearly as bad as they've been, um, you know, with a, a healthy Jamal Murray. So let's just say Jamal Murray was playing, right? Let's say they were healthy and all that stuff like that. And let's just say we have a healthy Blazers team like we have right now. You know, how many games does that series probably go? Do you think that that series could go six, seven games, even if Murray's out there and he's healthy? Yeah, I think it's a six or seven game series with the healthy uh, Murray. So let's deduct him now and let's go through and look at, you know, some of the issues that the Nuggets are having. I don't know if you agree that they're tinkering with the lineup right now before the playoffs, but I think that's somewhat of, of, of maybe a little bit of a an issue. But if we're thinking that like maybe it's, we don't want to say 50-50, but maybe it's a 55-45 kind of thing with, with Murray in there. The fact that he's out, I'm thinking that this doesn't go seven. Um, that this probably is going to end up being the Blazers in five or six. That's kind of what I'm I'm feeling right now. Would you feel Would you feel comfortable maybe with that prediction or no? Yeah, I would say this is you know Blazers get it over in five or six games. 
All right, I'm just curious, you know, what kind of what you were, what you were thinking about that and trying to throw Murray in the mix. It seems like to me like that the line right now is it's still at, you know, it's like 52-48 in favor of Denver and you know, you as you and I are talking, we're not thinking it would be, you know, 60-40 with Murray in there like it just seems like the wrong team right now in my mind is is kind of favored in this one. I think that one of the things that a lot of people might be taking into consideration is the fact that, you know, the Blazers haven't, you know, they haven't, they haven't won the title, you know, they haven't, they haven't been there. And it just seems like, you know, they, they get let down a lot. And the fact that they have to go on the road um, in this series, maybe that's why the line is what it is. Maybe they're showing a lot of respect for, you know, for Denver and the MVP and, and just saying, you know, it's the same old Blazers team. They're going to get bounced in the second round. Um, the Blazers, to me, man, like that's a team like I've been high on for for a long time, and I've been rooting for them. Like I want to see Dame win a title. Like if there's one player I want to see win a title, it's Lillard, because that dude plays. You know, if there's another guy I want to see win a title, it's Westbrook. You know, that dude plays. Um, where do you think the Blazers could go? You know, do you think that there's any chance that they could make, you know, the Western Conference Final? Is that is that asking too much for this team the way that they're playing right now? Um. Yeah, I think for this team it would be uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, they still are a six seed. Uh, they can, you know, struggle a little bit defensively. You know, Norman Powell, they've only been, you know, 15 and 12, you know, straight up in those uh, you know, that time that he's been there. Um, but with just this matchup in particular, I just think that the Nuggets are at a clear disadvantage. So, Let's say that, you know, the Blazers do win this matchup and or win this series and move on to the to the second round, then they're more than likely gonna play, you know, the winner of the two seven matchup. So I would think that that would be, you know, the winner out of the Suns and Lakers. Um, so, you know, the Lakers, even though they're in the play in spot, you know, they're the second favorite to win the title. So, you know, let's say that the Lakers match up with the Blazers in the second round. And, you know, we saw what that matchup looked like last year in the bubble with the 1-8 matchup. Um, you know, Blazers came out and won the first game, but then it was a gentleman sweep with the Lakers. So, and I don't think that they have that backcourt advantage, you know, um, if it would happen to be the Suns to move on to the second round with uh, Devin Booker and uh, uh, Chris Paul. And, you know, the they have DeAndre Ayton in the middle to match up with a Nurkic. And, you know, they, they play the better defense. And I think they have the better coach in Monty Williams. So I think as far as the Blazers can go, you know, this year uh, would, would be the second round. Um, but the first round matchup with the Nuggets, I think they they have a, a big advantage. And I think we'll see a, a big adjustment after the first, you know, couple of games in the, in this series. All right. Well, it seems like we're pretty much uh, in line on this one. Smooth. We're going to go ahead. We're going to play the Blazers. Uh, I'm going to make that one of a best bet for you guys. Uh, I really like the Blazers to go ahead and get through this series. And as I mentioned, you can get that on FanDuel at minus 105. You can get it on DraftKings at like minus 107. Uh, for those of you guys who are looking for some play-in action uh, right now on the Betting Predators for just $9.99, you guys can get all the playing games. You get all our DFS lineups. You go ahead, you get all our player props. Uh, I know myself, Smooth, Chris Dell, Dan, Uncle Dave, everybody's kind of chipping in, uh, you know, putting out articles and all kinds of hard work. So uh, certainly for just $9.99, you guys will get, you know, a boatload of stuff and you'll get some uh, actionable plays that, you know, it's a lot easier dealing with, you know, these particular games because you can hone in, you know, on, 
it's just a lot easier to handicap, you know, when you're trying to handicap a team like, you know, the Houston Rockets or, you know, the Minnesota Timberwolves coming down, you know, coming down the stretch at the end of the year, uh, motivations, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to gauge. It's tough to figure out, you know, what players are going to play and how long they're going to play. We know who's playing in these playoff games and we know the motivation uh, for every team is high and we can go through and it's just a lot easier to measure up and, uh, you know, come up with, with rock solid DFS plays and, and player props and, uh, you know, quality research that, you know, these guys are putting out uh, each and every day. So, again, uh, jump over to bettingpredators.com just for $9.99. You guys can go ahead and get the play-in uh, package. And if you want the full playoff package after the play-in, that's like forty nine ninety nine too. And uh, that's an exceptional value as well. All right, so Jay Smooth, he's going to go ahead. He's going to back the Wizards, go ahead against Boston. And not playing a game, I'm with him on that one. And then we both agree. Uh, go ahead and play the Blazers in the series. And we both like them game one, too, to go ahead and uh, – upset denver there on the road so with that said you guys know where to find me on twitter sleepy j underscore pregame you know where to get smooth at smooth underscore 702 and you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web pregame.com with that said i'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck on your tuesday enjoy the playing games <laughs>